0: Many people have problems with art and not with reality.
1: So, why is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head.
0: Welcome to the Undergang Armchair.
1: Bring it. Right, welcome to episode 59 of the Undergang Armchair Podcast. My name is Ondo. Today's guest is perhaps the kindest man in the art world, perhaps even the world at large, Bo Christian Larson. You might scoff at this statement, but do not underestimate the doors which open for kindness. He's a magician of art, he works with his hands, he works with his heart, and he's a pleasure to talk to. He's also really open about people and about the world, which got me thinking a lot about the way folks treat each other and and themselves for that sake, both in the world in general and of course in the art world. Are people in the art world less open was the question I keep coming back to. What do you guys think? Are they less open or are they just like everybody else? I've learned through doing this show that artists are all types, but I think you guys know the types I'm alluding to. But take a look at Bo Christian. He's a man who's warm. He's open to the world. And my personal opinion is that his art comes from, from that worldview. Don't get me wrong. It's not a type of art, but it's a way of traversing the world which art comes from. You know, he's lived a life which uh, probably myself included would be, could be jealous of and would wonder how it's possible to live a life like that. Well... Just listen. All you have to do is open your eyes, look around, take a deep breath, and do it. It's tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Enjoy.
0: So far, I'm very happy. I mean, it's, uh, it's been a development since I did the last show. I don't remember when I did it. It's like two years ago, isn't it? Two, um, no, I think it's even four years ago. Is it really? Yeah, I think oh, it's man. 2000, no, 2012,
1: maybe, three or 11. Or, uh, three, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, there was more, I was more working, that's interesting, actually, because I was more working with, I was living abroad. And I had lived abroad for 18 years or something, away from Sweden. I moved when I was 18, and then I moved back when I was 36. Wow. And I think somehow I was kind of growing into the... Um, I was somehow missing Sweden without even caring about missing Sweden.
1: Isn't that funny how that happens? You realize you don't realize until you fill a hole yeah. that there was a hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, did, I, did, I don't miss Sweden like a country. I miss
0: like the nature in Sweden. mm mm-hmm. Because it was always such a big part of me when I was a kid, I was always playing in the in the
1: woods, you know mm-hmm. running
0: around doing stuff, doing what I'm doing now, basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're going back in age right now. <laughs> somehow I'm doing a time
0: travel, going back to 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 like that's great the materials, like <laughs> mushrooms and sticks and stones, you know and Thanks. and and that's uh, I don't know, somehow that feels more natural, but I had to do a, a tour around europe and the rest of the world
1: well 18 years is a long time yeah it's a very long time. half your life basically was it's half my life away. Yeah. i'm
0: 39 now
1: but yeah right yeah. did you grow up in northern sweden
0: no i grew up in Värmland. it's like uh stockholm uh, just just between stockholm and gothenburg there's a big lake it's oh. called Vänern.
1: is that where there's a big university
0: uh, in Costa, there's a university. That's right? the one, yeah, 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 that's where I studied like aesthetics mm-hmm. uh, um, program in the gymnasium, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. years, and then I quit that, and then I got accepted to the academy in Holland. That's why I moved to Holland when I was 18, and then I stayed there until 22. I finished, I graduated, and then I moved to Norway for a year to Bergen, which was kind of going back home, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then i moved to uh, i went on like a trip to asia for a long time together with a friend and then it kind of triggered like i was like yeah i don't want to go back to 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 holland or sweden or whatever and then i moved to to uh, to germany to berlin
1: because that was kind of an art central at that time or what
0: I was, I've always kind of like, I, I've never really thought about it like that. I've always kind of followed my instinct somehow. Like, mm. I just thought, okay, I want to go to Berlin. I always, you know, like David Bowie or Lou Reed talking about Berlin in the 80s and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I guess, you know, subconsciously, there was a lot of artists, a lot of people from my academy have moved there and stuff. And I thought, oh, I'll go there. And then I came there and it was on a scholarship, actually, from from i don't know was it somewhere in sweden i got a scholarship like a working scholarship for mm-hmm. half a year money to to go abroad and get experience somehow and then i did that
1: oh it's a delicious state money
0: yeah In sweden support. that's good
1: yeah yeah, that's yeah it's good, good here too yeah it's good. it keeps the art world afloat in a lot of ways yeah
0: the same in sweden yeah but you pay taxes which is i, I believe in paying taxes i mean
1: that's a absolutely good thing. well i mean that's the thing you know you can pay more taxes here, but you sure as shit get a lot more too.
0: Definitely, I mean.
1: Instead of you know endless war for <laughs> exactly. unnamed countries that we might have heard of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's.
1: Yeah, but you ended up staying in Berlin for all those years.
0: No, I moved to Berlin, and then I, um, I, uh, actually moved onto a boat in the Mediterranean for a while. After that. And I was living there for a couple of years on the boat. Wow.
1: What do you mean you just moved onto a boat? What's well, <laughs> the story with that?
0: Uh, it was kind of like... Um, I met somebody in Berlin and I was like... We were walking like on the on the coast of Hamburg. We just took a trip to Hamburg and walking on the coast. And, we, and I grew up sailing a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always sort of had the idea that it would be cool to, to live on a boat. And I saw a boat on the horizon and i said you know let's buy a boat and and we did wow and then we moved on the boat and, and we, were, we were living on the boat for one and a half or two years something like that moving around
1: and then that Just of, up and down into and the mediterranean and we around. were
0: actually yeah we were only in, in like spain and france and balearics and stuff sailing around trying to be but in in a way it's strange because all the people who did that that we met, because you kind of belong, you become kind right, of...
1: Right, it's this weird transient. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: and they're all much older, of course. They're yeah. done with their working life situation, and they have a boat, and they've sold their whole, you know, everything else and stuff like that. So right. we were, like, much too young, and it's, and then I got kind of panicked because the room wasn't big enough. and Right. You know, you can't do that much on a boat except for... You know, you start reading philosophy and stuff and you get quasi-intelligent. <laughs> you drink a lot, I guess. <laughs> you drink a lot, you work a lot on the boat, which is nice. Did you really? make art? Did you make paintings on the boat and such? I did, like, you know, yeah, I did, like, small, like, watercolors and, you know, mm. but no, actually, that, and that was that was the problem, like, I couldn't really work on the boat.
1: Well, I guess you've got no space either if you're living with somebody else. yeah. Yeah, and I need space,
0: you know, I need space to work. I did, I mean, I did a lot of, I guess I did a lot of, like, work on the beach, you know, stuff like that, (laughs) which is fun, but nothing, no, no, it wasn't the right time. So we sold the boat, and then I moved to uh, Munich.
1: Okay. What's up with Munich? Just because, or what? I mean, did you find somebody there, did you?
0: No, I went to Munich, uh... Because there is the museum also there in Munich called Haus der Kunst
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, once again I had some kind of like scholarship situation and and I, w- I could work for free and I went to Munich because of uh, my friend also she was from Munich and um, somehow we went down there together and then she left she went to london and i stayed in munich and i was like what am i gonna do in munich and i was like <laughs> so i went to the to Pina de moderna which is a big big museum and i said you know i can work here for free i have a scholarship from from uh, from my home country right. and they said yeah at the moment we don't really need anybody working for free but go to this museum and then they sent me to to haus der kunst hmm. and i said the same thing there and i was, and they were like yeah sure you can start today and i was like yeah but i don't have anywhere to live and stuff said, like, you can live in the basement there was like a guest apartment in the basement <laughs> and oh, wow. Haus der kunst is like that's like um it's like a, 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 the museum that hitler was building for for the for for the third reich uh, collection which is it's an amazing building uh it's completely every you never have to measure any walls or anything you know exactly on the centimeter how long they are and it's a huge place and 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 so i started to work there as uh, helping out and then i stayed for i think four or five years uh of course not working for free all the time i also had like you know
1: well i think that's one of those things that people don't realize is that one of the big ways to learn about the art world yeah you almost have to work in it you have to work for an yeah. institution, for a gallery, for an artist, for somebody. Almost everybody does that at some point. Definitely. And I bet yeah. that, that those five years taught you a lot about how that world works.
0: Absolutely. That was the best school ever. I mean, I can recommend it to anybody who wants to be in the professional art world. Yeah. Just start working with the art world somehow.
1: Right. And meeting people and all yeah. that. Yeah
0: and and, and I, I learned so much and of course you get a lot of connections here and there that's not the main reason why to do it but it, it helps And but the the fact that you meet professional artists like I, I was working a lot with Paul McCarthy or you know like all this Alan Capro before he died and, and uh, a lot of world famous but also a lot of like artists up and coming
1: right Uh, and you see how it works yeah how people talk to each other and that whole thing yeah yeah
0: and and you get an insight like which teaches you the good and the bad things like (laughs) you (laughs) learn how to not ever be like a fucking asshole towards the people on the floor because then you don't you're not going to get you know very much what you want like the help you want or you need Mm -hmm. that was always like you know we we were working as a team and if the artist was like a fucking asshole for some reason a lot of them are Mm -hmm. i mean just like anybody else Mm -hmm. we are just like okay this guy we're gonna just do everything as slow as possible and like just to annoy you know this person
1: yeah no it's crazy how many people haven't learned that lesson it's crazy. But the people who help you build what you want to build yeah. need to be treated well. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the same... It's like the most like, basic thing, but yeah. it takes so long for people to realize that.
0: Like, why the fuck do they think they, 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 they are so much more than anybody else?
1: It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's like... And that you take with you in life. I mean, it's like... Let's say you're going you're gonna, to uh, redo your bathroom at home. If you're really fucking unfriendly to the guy who's helping, you're doing, you know, you, of course you're paying him a lot of money and whatever, but if you're nice to him, give him coffee or her or whatever, who's doing it, of course you, it's, it's going to be better done. They're going to pay like,
1: more a, attention. Yeah. yeah,
0: and if you're a fucking asshole, maybe, you know... Uh, just leave a little hole in the bathroom yeah. and he'll get fungus in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> well, I mean, it goes to a broader lesson that you should be friendly to everybody, right? Because you never know what they're going to do for you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And also, in, in general, you should just be nice to each other. That's a good thing.
1: Mm. <laughs> that is a good thing.
0: <laughs> but that was a good lesson when I was working there, definitely. And And also, like, so nice to actually be you know handling things that you love i mean that you respect like uh, everything from hanging a mondrian to you know talking to to uh, Patty smith who's come come by and have a have a you know mm-hmm. a concert or, or all these things i mean it's just it's, it's just, one of the things
1: uh, i love about my job too
0: yeah you get to meet all these interesting people mm-hmm. and very often they always have a crew with them which is also super super nice people they become like family for uh, for these two three weeks they're
1: there right
0: and uh, well it's the thing
1: there's so many people and so much work in motion yeah for a show install for example or or anything you know Yeah. yeah and so it does become kind of like a it's like working for a band, you know, being yeah. a roadie for Metallica yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, I guess it is a bit similar, you know, you're like some kind of... At the same time, I also I also have a little bitter taste in my mouth because you see how much waste there is around it, how much money involved, like, and how much fucking dinners and all this bullshit, which, you know, I'm not too much of a fan of all these smiling faces around the table. yeah. Sometimes I get to my nerves.
1: It's yeah. the dark side, I said, yeah. the schmoozing and the, yeah. the the people patting each other on the back and the networking and the yeah. It's a closed circuit. I think that's what feels so weird about it because yeah. art is supposed to be for everybody, but in Absolutely. a lot of ways it's not.
0: Yeah, that's what I always tried. I mean, I always tried to. I think good art. I think good art. I mean, it's just my personal point of view. Is talking to everybody, you know somehow mm-hmm. it could be of course for the ones that are really into it they can also get something out of it but also like like a good example I always ask my mother what she thinks well not always but sometimes hmm. you know and she's not involved in art but she has a feeling for it as uh, anybody else could have
1: and does she tell you the honest truth of what she thinks
0: uh, she's my mother so of course ah. not <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know she says something
1: right Well, I think it's a good idea to put your finger in in the ground and, and and feel what it's like because it's just like hanging around only people who say yes to you.
0: yeah, that's boring
1: you know you don't you don't actually it's harder to develop what you do if people aren't giving any sort of resistance yeah. Uh, and i feel like at a certain point in that world sitting around that table with the smiling faces like you say no one's going to tell you yeah. ah you know what this isn't working out so yeah, yeah, or yeah. something you know
0: yeah and in the end of the day it's not about me it's about the work i do which i like you know to
1: mm. to
0: show or to share or whatever i mean that's the most important thing i, I don't i don't like to put myself in kind of
1: well, it gives you some freedom
0: yeah, definitely, you know, and, and, and it's, I have, as much as people love themselves, uh, it's important also to get a distance to yourself somehow, you know, and how do you do that? You know, there's many ways, but as an artist, it can be, can be a bit tricky. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That whole thing about standing there at the opening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Being like, I'm me, and yeah. these are the things I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here we are together. Yeah, yeah. And you're here for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hope you don't ask me the same stupid question a hundred yeah. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But
0: still, it's also you have also some kind of obligation as an artist. I think you know it, 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 you have a responsibility. And what's that? I think that's like you put something out there in the world, which can which obviously has something to an idea that it wants to communicate to other people or whoever you make art to but i do it for i guess for other people somehow and that, and that whatever you do you always have a responsibility that it's not if if it's a violent piece or if it's a you know if it's a dark piece or you know a grim piece somehow you, you have a responsibility to not explain yourself but somehow shield the work for Mm. some reason
1: to to be a part of it really is what it sounds like
0: yeah i guess you know like also to as much as the piece is on its own once it's made it's good if it flies out of the door and disappears Mm. i don't have a problem with that but when when i am in this situation when i'm facing somebody in an exhibition i have made this i have a responsibility and if they ask me something I would like to try to explain mm-hmm. I would in, in the perfect world uh, they wouldn't have to ask <laughs> right you know but uh, of course a lot of people take the opportunity well when, when the maker is next to the object he or she made then uh, you kind of have a responsibility to communicate that
1: I think I agree I think I think that's probably somewhat of a personal opinion too. whether you feel like it because some people don't feel like it they feel like their work should explain themselves yeah, but there's also the problem that there's so much artwork which doesn't really work yeah. unless the explanation goes along with it. Yeah, the context isn't clear. Yeah. Um,
0: well, that, yeah, that's. I don't do that kind of art. I don't think. Right. Yeah. No,
1: I don't think so either. Yeah. Um,
0: the smart art, I call it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing about. Well, I mean, I guess at this point now, so much art exists in so many different levels, but it's refreshing to hear that somebody is willing to stand by their work and talk about it because a lot of artists aren't willing. And a lot of explanation comes from other people aside from the artist. Yeah, yeah. The gallery, if you're lucky. If not, then a magazine or a blog post or something. And it may really have nothing to do with it. Who was it I was listening to? Somebody was talking about how... Sometimes they would listen. They would listen to what a gallery was saying about their work. Yeah, right. And just think, like, that's not at all yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, But at the same time, that's their their view of it, so that's okay too. Sure. In a way.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, then it becomes this weird navigation. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I I, I try to to uh, if it if people ask, I try to explain. You know, if people don't ask and that's better of course because (laughs) i don't like to talk so much i I like to make art and Mm. of course it should be some kind of self-explanatory situation but because i wonder people who go to an art show or an art museum or whatever it is and and they have to have an explanation to what it is then somehow it loses in the translation of because art is an own language in, in a way and it's it's there because I don't want to talk too much,
1: you know? Right, because this is the way I express this. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's kind of naive, but it's, you know, it's... And of course, you can write essays about it, but that's the people who write. They should write or, you know... <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing I was thinking about. You went to art school. Yeah. Did you, did you enjoy the endless discussion about your work? No, Did you get no. good at it? Did you write about no, your work?
0: no, no. I don't really care.
1: Because what I went to, I went to art school too and it was yeah. just endless discussions yeah. and you always had to defend your work and you always and had to explain.
0: I would, I would just, I would just not really, I would just go and work instead of sitting talking.
1: But didn't you guys have critiques or anything? I mean, didn't you guys have to present work at a certain point? Yeah, class? yeah, yeah. It
0: was like, uh, I mean, I was 18 when I started the academy. I was young. That's early. It's very early and, and uh, you had like, I think it was like four times a year you had to make a presentation.
1: Oh, um, okay. We had every time we made, uh, we finished something we were told to do. Oh. There was a discussion.
0: Oh, no, no. With all with everybody? Everybody. Oh, no, 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 no. No, this was only, it was it was kind of free. It was kind of the way you wanted to do it. You had to show, you had to like present your work four times a year, I think it was. Okay. And then it was like a discussion, but only with the professors not with uh, the other else. students didn't chime no.
1: in okay yeah it's completely different
0: yeah and then of course there's students who wants to talk uh, until there's a bleeding hole in your head but then i would just turn my you know i think i was more of a you know i wanted to learn how to use the wood shop. right you know technical technical stuff right. and use the time like how can i you know how do i Develop a color color photograph <laughs>
1: mm.
0: over back in the days, you know, like.
1: Well, that's smart because I think there is a lot of discussion that, as interesting as it may be in the moment, is cyclical and it just goes around and around and around, and nothing yeah. really happens no. out of that. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about art criticism lately because when I read critical theory about art, yeah. I don't really. It's very rare that I get anything out of it. Yeah. But somehow I have this like weird thing that I should be reading it.
0: Yeah. No, I don't. I, I also, I mean, of course I read the texts. Like this text that's going to be in the sh- catalog for the show. Mm. Of course I read it. And but of course, you didn't write it? No, 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 no. Okay. Somebody else writes, uh, uh, writes it. Mm. But uh, in close discussions with me. But when I read it, I enjoy it. And I'm not going to change things unless there are facts that are wrong, like titles or years or, or materials or you know, but I'm not going to be like, "No, that's not right, or that's not you know oh. I'm going to be like, you know that's your view, and I enjoy it. It's nice to read about how you see things, but it's not i mean I, maybe I wouldn't have written it like that, probably not because you know I have a totally different view on what I do, but i'm never almost never. Criticizing texts written about my work if I have the chance to look at it beforehand.
1: Wow. That, 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 you give a lot of, you know, you take a lot of space away from the artwork then, in that sense. Because, I mean, I don't, I, I can think of a lot of artists that would absolutely want to control yeah. that situation. Yeah,
0: yeah, but the thing I can control, I mean, I, I don't like control in general, but the thing I can control is how this glue reacts to that glue or, how I put things together or, you know, like that's more like the metaphysical thing is more interesting to try to control mm-hmm. while making the artwork. But written word about my work, is just somebody else's opinion, which I enjoy to read almost always. But I, I don't have like, I don't have i a, 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 I'm not a teacher like smashing somebody's finger saying, this is wrong. Are you crazy? You know, I trust that these people take take on their, you know, they get an assignment to write something and they accept it because they see something that they like to write about. And then they write about it. And then, I mean, I, who am I to say, no, this is about World War II and not about anarch- anarchism?
1: Well, you're the guy who made all the stuff they're writing about.
0: Yeah, but I'm not conceptual in that sense. So it's right. it's definitely, you know... That's why I'm working also very often with symbols that everybody, at least in the Western world, know. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody has a clear opinion about the upside-down cross or the anarchist A in the round thing or, mm-hmm. or, uh, or a, a pentagon or a pentagram, you know, and all these things. Everybody has a clear reference to that, which also means that there must be, like, a personal view on things surrounding this
1: which means you can't control how people relax, react no. to it anyway
0: no and I don't want to
1: well let's, I mean when you're making work if you're not thinking theoretically what, uh, what what's the foundation for making work in you is it is it intellectual or is it feeling your way forward or
0: I mean it's I, I work in in a, a kind of um, how do you say Circul- cyclic, cyclic cyclical
1: cyclical. <laughs> cyclical
0: thank you much. <laughs> I work in a kind of cyclical way which means I always start off very um, much with the stomach Mm -hmm. you know like intuitive Uh, and then I work with this intuition somehow in in drawings in two dimensional works now lately also with uh, collage and paintings on collage and stuff like that and somehow in these works I kind of find three dimensional possibilities which I then take out of the drawings and start creating in a three-dimensional way. And then, of course, it sort of also moves towards a more conceptual way of thinking because it becomes an object in the world somehow physically. Mm -hmm. And then I sometimes use these in a kind of a performance. And and if I have like a museum show or something, I always sort of make a scenery out of the whole thing. What do
1: you you mean by performance?
0: I make a lot of performance uh, things as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I use a lot of the objects in performances. Okay. And these performances are very rarely uh, ever with an audience. So it's not really performance. Performance is the wrong word. I guess you say more happening kind of thing.
1: But do you do you, uh, make some sort of documentation of this yeah. Yeah, physical yeah. actor? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's yeah. always kind of somebody filming or. So there's always. Always people involved, but it's, that's also the only people that uh, experience the mm-hmm. happening or the ritual or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the documentation exists. Sometimes I show it. Most of the times I don't. Uh, but it's important. It's a way for me to kind of install the work when it's uh, w- when I make, like, a larger uh, exhibition.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it based on the site where you're going to exhibit the work?
0: Sometimes, sometimes not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of spontaneous.
1: Okay, and so the work also bears some sort of mark from this yeah. performance. It affects the work somehow. Yeah. It changes it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: I mean, because I'm thinking of the pirate ship, for example, that you have. You've this In this show? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like I can just, I'm just imagining all the fun ways you could end up making it the way you yeah. made it. Like yeah. you can burn it, you yeah. can pour liquid uh, enamel on it, yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, a lot of the works are made in, a, in a, this very slow process. Mm. Like it takes a long time. ...for me to finish them.
1: Because you don't know... ...you're not sure what you're doing... ...or because you have to play a lot or...
0: I don't think you can ever be really sure of what you're doing... ...because then, I mean, then it would lose the mystery.
1: I mean, some people make work by thinking about it... ...100% to the finish... ...and then two minutes making something and that's it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, sure. No, I'm talking about my own process Mm. that I uh i i really do respect artists that can be so clear about their things i can't i really can't I, it's impossible for me because i can't comprehend what's what's happening in 10 minutes I, I have no idea and i can't plan it and why should i even try to control what's happening in 10 minutes so the works grow sort of that's why it's become i work much slower than i used to i use much more like material that i find just outside my studio door which is in nature you know Mm -hmm. so i go out and i see the first thing i see okay that's maybe useful like a i don't know it could be a dry piece of grass or it could be like a stick or whatever and i do spend a lot of time like in nature trying to what do you say collect Mm -hmm. materials Mm -hmm. or collect ideas or Mm -hmm. energy and i sort of drag it back home to the studio and then I, i a lot of times i I use everything from something I find. So it's not like, oh, I find this mushroom, I'm only gonna use the top of it. I use the other part maybe in a different sculpture or you mm. know.
1: So you must have a large collection of things you uh, yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: But that's interesting because that kinda relates back to our first topic, which was that you lived in cities for much you know, much of your yeah. you know, younger life. Yeah. And and I Although you can scavenge and find stuff in cities, it's yeah. not in nature. It's not on yeah. that level.
0: No, and, and, but that's why I, yeah we lost track there in the beginning. But the, the difference between now and then was that I tried to recreate nature somehow. Mm. I tried to, in my drawings, for example, I see it now. It's very much like an inner vision of the landscapes, the inner landscapes. I had this, uh, when I lived closer to nature when I was younger. Right. Uh, and it's absolutely unimportant actually for for somebody to know this but i see it in my own biography how it changes with which is for me very interesting that i'm now back in nature which means i'm not doing these drawings anymore all of a sudden without even making a notice about it it right. just doesn't
1: happen well this says how important it is For some people, the environment they're in. Yeah. For the work that they do.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because it's like I said earlier about that hole, you know, there was a hole missing something that you didn't even know. But as soon as that was filled, you could move on to a different problem.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's interesting, too, because you, you know, you, your wife, your partner is, is an artist, too.
0: Yeah. She's, yeah.
1: And she's okay with, uh, with also living... I mean, because usually you think artists, you think New York, you think Berlin, yeah. you think yeah. the city life, the bohemian yeah. life. Yeah. But you guys are out there in northern Sweden.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, we kind of feed each other with this kind of weird... It's like it's... You know, we spend so much time together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't, you know, we don't have to talk a lot.
1: Right, you end up with some sort of weird symbiosis. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And we live, you know, we live like in a, in a big old schoolhouse with two studios
1: downstairs and an apartment upstairs.
0: Wow. And, you know, you go outside and it's nature, it's the forest, it's the hills, it's lakes, it's stuff what i used to draw before it's i'm now living in my own like weird drawings in a strange way which kind of sounds stupid but you know it's like <laughs> it also
1: sounds awesome really i mean yeah
0: but it's like living your dream in a way sure. like for sure. sure and then of course i mean the dream uh, becomes so important that you keep it alive and me and my wife sarah uh, who is a, pain- she's a painter she's painter she's all, we're working very similar, although the expression is completely different but we have you know we have a a, a total quiet understanding of each other 's work, and of course we do talk a lot about each other 's work but it's more it's more in a way like i guess it's an own language you develop somehow
1: because right, cause if you guys don 't have a community of oh. people to reach out to i mean that 's why you live in a city right there's some sort of group that You know, otherwise there's no point in living in New York City unless you're part of something greater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead you guys have to make that on your own. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy that it works so good. Yeah. Well, we
0: make it on our own, but we make it with, you know, like... That's the thing. You start looking at details. uh, You start looking at, I don't know, a fucking tree or something. And you start seeing details that you can never see unless when you're just rushing around. Right, and of course, you can start looking for those details in the city too, but it's a different because it's all man-made. And of course, the forest in Sweden is also cultivated, you know. But somehow, you start you also start living with it. You look out the window and you see the how the water is looking on the lake, and you decide what's this day gonna be like. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and the weather says, okay, it's this weather. You live with it,
1: right? Right. It dominates. It a dominates. park in a f- city doesn't really affect your life that much. It may no. be nice to go sit in it when it's yeah. sunny, but yeah. it's not going to dominate the landscape in that no, way. No, no,
0: no. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, the other day we were out walking. Um, we have a daughter; she's now f- almost five months. And we took took the stroller. We have like a you know off road kind of stroller, mm-hmm. so because we walk a lot off the road. And, uh, and we were walking around and we just saw, what the fuck is this? This was bear tracks, you know, freshly made like in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it does something to you. You have this little kid in a little stroller <laughs> and there's a bear. Mama bear just woke up and put her foot down and, and you're standing there like that. that's That's quite cool. Right. It's a wild. And then the other day we saw wolf tracks mm-hmm. and it's just around the house. And of course that is going to affect the way you work right Uh,
1: well you mentioned earlier before we started here also that work and life are becoming the same thing yeah and is that a function of being on your own up in nature i think so yeah i think and i think that's also
0: i mean i don't i don't try to to like make a schedule of how my life should be but somehow that's always what i've longed for that that the blurring between life and art like i don't care i don't see a difference between the process and the finished work that's also why it's so difficult to, to to because people who write a text about the finished work they are writing about something that they can see and touch and understand and turn around and, you know look upside down down in and out and so that's such a small fragment of the pro the, the whole work that i'm doing at the moment mm. And that's gonna take maybe the rest of my life to even get close to what I want to
1: get close to,
0: but that's that's the beauty of it. That's also why.
1: Sure, I mean, why? I mean, that's a big statement too. Like, where? What do you want to get to? Yeah. You know? Do you even do you know what that is? What you want to get to?
0: No, I have no idea.
1: You just know there's something.
0: Yeah, I can feel that there's something, and 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 just the fact that that I that you wake up in the morning and you you know you have your studio downstairs but i use the whole forest as my studio at the moment so sometimes you just go out and you go for 15 kilometers in one direction and see what happens and that's as much as the sculpture you just saw in there in the, in the exhibition you know i would never make this sculpture unless i did spend that time mm. And, and somehow it's, I guess it's some kind of harvest of energy, you know, like that you bring with you. And so the studio is like the mothership and then you have like all the tentacles out in, I know what's under that stone, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and that's, that's a secret, it's like a secret world somehow.
1: Right. And I guess, I guess some people would really benefit from that. You know, I think don't. so. Yeah. I mean, it is always. I mean, the the more the more people I talk to for the show, the more I realize everybody has their own world that they've created to yeah. work in. Yeah. But it almost always consists of something like you're saying, where there's a mothership, yeah. and then there's tentacles out yeah. into the world from this mothership, yeah, and that you know helps them absorb things into the you know. You can't be a closed unit.
0: Yeah that's yeah no it's impossible i think it
1: doesn't have to be people necessarily no, it just no. has to be something
0: yeah humans have the, definitely the need to communicate with something because our brain is just too big for our own good <laughs> you know the psychic is like yeah it's a powerful thing i mean and, and also i mean actually i remember i had one teacher in the academy when i was uh, just started in the first year She was uh, Polish, Blanka or something, I don't remember her name, unfortunately. But she said to me, you know what I want you to do? You have too much energy, she said said to me. Just take your two feet and walk to one place, somewhere, it doesn't matter where. Just a place you feel like that's the place to be. And sit there. And sit there for like, not just ten minutes. Sit there for, start with half an hour. And watch what's happening on that place, and then continue sitting there and see what happens. And I did. It was kind of an assignment, I guess. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, that's stupid. I, just, you know, I wanna, I wanna draw dogs or whatever. And she was like, no, no, just do it. That's an, that's an assignment. You have to like try it. And I did. And I and, and I was like, ah, oh, boring. You know, like next to. I was sitting like on the church on a bench behind the church and next to it was, like, people drinking beer, and I was just like, oh, why am I sitting here? I would like to sit there and drink beer. But I did it, and I I was like, oh, that's, you know, okay, I'll go back the next day. And I went back and back, and I sat for longer and longer, and things started to happen. Like, you started to look at that brickstone, or, you know, how is the connection between that branch moving and that bird flying, and you know, it's just, a, it's a very simple task. But people who are very nervous or have a lot of energy, if they do that and just look at, you know, one place for a long time, things will happen with that place.
1: Mm. It's good advice. I mean, because I'm the type of person who will sit there and go like, okay, what's next? Yeah, what's happening? happening. What's Where are we going? Happening? Like, yeah. you know, what, what are we doing? You yeah,
0: know? yeah, yeah. But that was amazing because I was, when you tell an 18-year-old kid who just wants to, you know, be out and about?
1: <laughs> Fuck you, lady! <laughs> you're like, you're, you're stupid! Come on! <laughs>
0: but I fucking did it, and that is something I will never forget. You know, it's something I carry with me, and I guess, you know, that's what you do when you take a walk
1: or. Right, I was going to say now you're doing that as a lifestyle, almost. Sort of,
0: yeah. It's a contempl- you contemplating with? And I guess it's also a protection because, to be honest, I'm—I have an. I have difficulties with people in general. Like what do you mean? Like I think it's I think it's really hard when you always. I guess it's my, much more my own fault than other people's fault. How you when you are in a situation in in a crowded city. Uh, you always start to uh, judge yourself according to other people, uh, or you start to how do you say. Um, Uh, You look at somebody and you take yourself in consideration to how that person is, or how these people are moving about. Right,
1: you start to read yourself in other people's behavior.
0: Exactly, and you and you start analyzing like what's the similarities between uh, me and that, you know, that kind of group of people, or like if somebody. I always thought it was so weird when somebody comes up to you and says, "Oh, that's nice shoes you got." And people say thank you, and you're like, okay. But you should. It's maybe it's better to phrase it like, well, those shoes fit really good to you, like because you didn't make those shoes. Right. <laughs> you're wearing them because they suit your personality. Or, you made a
1: good purchase for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, but things like that. Like I get too brainy about these kind of like.
1: Right, well, that I mean? can be fun until it's not anymore. Until you the, know, it goes both ways. Actually, yeah. So <laughs> I guess
0: in 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 a in my basic behavior, I don't think I can really cope with it. Mm. Like I'll spend too much time and energy analyzing these kind of stupid things.
1: Yeah. But you did spend what sounds like maybe not 18 years, but many years in big cities. I did. And you probably learned some, I mean, that wasn't a waste of time, I assume.
0: No, absolutely not. No, 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 definitely.
1: It's time to move on.
0: Yeah. And, and as as i never planned what's coming ahead but now i really think that i can never live in a city again mm. i have my studio in berlin still oh what yeah yeah i have the i have i still have the studio there but i never go there Almost why never. why do you have it then because i i'm i guess it's some kind of uh hook ...to keep on to the real world. <laughs> right, so you, you don't know? drift
1: off into the <laughs> snow and bear fur. It's
0: like an anchor. <laughs> right. No, but I like... I mean, I go there sometimes. Very rarely. I haven't
1: been there for a while now, but... But, I mean, you must have friends and contacts and... Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But that's interesting that you hold on to that. But, I mean, I can see what you mean... ...because you might end up drifting farther and farther away. Yeah. Not physically, but, yeah. you know, mentally. Yeah.
0: But be- I realize already, you know, like... I used to, before we just bought a new house, we lived a bit closer to Stockholm, mm. and whenever I went there, I was just like, I just want to go back out, <laughs> you know, back back home again.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Well, you're done, you did it, I guess, right? I mean, you lived in the cities, and now it's time to do something else.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know,
1: yeah. Are you a are, are you romantic? That's the <laughs> one question I've prepared, let me ask. Uh, because oh. I read the statement which was made about this... Exhibition, yeah, and they talked about romanticism, yeah, and uh, you know that's kind of very specifically German thing too,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, northern German, yeah, yeah, nature romanticism, yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, romantic in a sense. I mean, I'm, a, I'm in I'm. What I like about that is that it was kind of um, a movement against the Christianity and against. You know, like
1: it was against society, almost right. I mean, it was the yeah. nature romanticization of nature and yeah, back to nature, kind of yeah,
0: um, and yeah. In that sense, yes, I, I believe that I believe more in that than than in some kind of institution telling me what to do and who what to believe in. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of rom- a romantic thought.
1: I'll just say, interesting, because it was figuring so so plainly in your statement, which isn't your statement. It turns out that you don't really care what the statement says, that it's someone else's interpretation of the work. But, I mean, does that make you, do you think about where you lie in the art world? Do you think about your place in a so-called art system, you know, whatever Uh, the fuck you want to call it?
0: Yeah, I mean... (sighs) That's a, that's a question which, which is, of course, relevant because we do work in a system. And I'm doing here, like I'm making a commercial exhibition, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm aware of that
1: and right. everything
0: that goes along with it. But, I mean, I don't think I have a, a place in art history in that sense. I
1: mean... Well, you do, but you don't have to think about it.
0: Yeah, of course I do in a, in a way, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm you're not. Here. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it too much. No, I'm not. I mean, I have. I used to have really good sense for what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, at the bow of the art world ship. But no, I don't anymore, and, and that's also another thing that i'm really happy about that i don't really care about that so much
1: does it affect you i mean do you get you don't you don't go out and you don't subscribe to art form you don't go to art openings you don't
0: really i go if there's somebody i know or if there's you know if i'm in, if i happen to be in a big city and there's a show i would like to see i go and sh- i go and see it
1: hmm.
0: for sure yeah
1: definitely but it doesn't affect what you do
0: no no Doesn't really affect what I do because I, I know the art. I mean, it's always interesting to find new things, but I know the art history very well because I mean, you should, I think as an artist, it's Mm. kind of, it's kind of a little bit, it's like knowing uh, the history of cars when you're working with cars. It's kind of nice to know if your car is this and that, Right, (laughs) you know, comparison. Right. Uh, and not, not that art always is about producing things but it's nice to know about art history and it's nice to know about the moves and the changes and stuff and of course it's difficult to know what's moving and changing now it's so many different, so many artists
1: well it's definitely fractured out yeah. You know, it used to be much more clear in terms of movements and what's happening, but yeah. now it's just kinda gone pow yeah. and it goes a hundred different directions and yeah. you don't have to pay attention to anything in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure there's still trends and stuff, but it's yeah. not it's not overarching. It's not like yeah. now we're in cubism. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, like it was that time, you know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't exist that way anymore. Yeah. But probably they didn't know that they were in cubism then. No, but I felt like there was some sort of like critical public mass that was saying, this is the it thing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they talk about there's zombie formalism and, you know, my bare ass, whatever. Um,. It's just that like I feel I feel like it's a lot more independent. Like you've try to find your own path yeah. and there'll be certain supporters and detractors sure. and whatever. Yeah. Uh it's like music. It's more like music now. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. some people are like, I like metal. Yeah. That's what I listen to. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I like other-
0: that, yeah. That that's a good comparison because I always used to think about my drawings as being kind of uh, songs mm. somehow. But anyway, yeah. So it's more like Everything goes, and I, I i really I hate when they make like in p s one MoMA, when they make this is the new painting show right, and it's just like come on, i mean you're just looking for sensations and uh,
1: right motherfuckers have been painting this whole time yeah <laughs> and, and, and,
0: and there's so many amazing painters i mean paint on canvas is is amazing. I mean it's just amazing the way it is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to look like this or like that. It doesn't have now it has to be like right now it's good if it looks bad. You know like come on. Jesus Christ. Move well by on. the
1: time you try to copy that it's going to be over anyways. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or <laughs> minimalism or conceptual. I mean yeah, I love it all in a way because I love art, you know. Mm. But I I I, th- I think it's it's very dangerous. These kind of things, because Mm. what is actually behind it is cash money. And that's always kind of tricky,
1: Mm -hmm. of course,
0: when you're trying to be like breaking ice with something that's never been seen before. I mean, come on.
1: Right. And there you are as one of the largest institutions in the world. You know, it's not like you're, you know... But, I mean, that's the thing about the art yeah, world. And yeah. we choose, you know, I guess the, the only thing I can say is that, like, well, banking's fucked up, too. Yeah. makes you know, like. yeah, no
0: difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a job. I mean, come on, being an artist is... But, I, I mean, it's, I, I, I think that, you know, you should, if you want to paint, paint. Mm. Oil on canvas, perfect. That's nice. And there's always going to be a place. for. People say painting. I remember post-modernism, like... Painting is dead. Whatever. Come on. I mean,
1: right. Painting was dead from 1996 to 1997. Yeah. You know.
0: The spring 96 too. <laughs> yeah. No. That's just. I mean. That's just.
1: Right. Well, we can't have it our way all the time. We need to have some pushback, like we said earlier.
0: Yeah. And uh, and and good or bad art or whatever. I mean, I don't know who judges. Everybody. You to, yeah. You have to make your own opinion. I think that's the problem with all this, like big names I mean the art world if you look at I don't know art facts you look at the 500 first right, names right, right. you know them all you know exactly what they do when they do things and they do good things and bad things but who decides right. I mean there's 5 million artists maybe all together that maybe never have a show but they are not worse or, or, or better or worse right and that's not... I mean, it's a system in a way. But well, that's what it comes
1: down to. Are you willing to try to play in the system? Yeah. And it also comes down to luck. It could be that whatever it is you make does not fit in at that moment. You no. could spend your entire life... yeah. You know, that's kind of the classic story of artists back in the day. You take yeah. a, a Van Gogh or you <laughs> know, people who die in poverty because whatever it is they were making, you could say they were too advanced, but you could also just say that they were just not... Yeah. In the right time period Yeah And yeah. yeah Tough Tough luck buddy You're gonna die in <laughs> squalor But everyone's gonna love you For hundreds of years <laughs> afterwards You know Yeah but that's cool though I like
0: that in a way
1: It helps give you some fire To work <laughs> with I guess yeah. I mean
0: Van Gogh is not worse or better Because he didn't know
1: Right Right That's a really good point He is not a better or worse painter Because Because of what? his position Yeah
0: life. Exactly And I mean Who decides I mean, I love Van Gogh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: but I also love uh, my nephew's, uh, what do you call them? The head, face, head, foot, foot heads. Foot heads? Whatever they're called, like a face with two legs.
1: Ah, stick man. Stick That's man,
0: yeah. whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it raises the, the good final question of the show, which is, what is art for?
0: Oh my god. Yeah. What
1: is it for? What, is, what are we doing? You know, because the yeah. you I don't think anybody starts off to be like, bitch, I'm gonna be rich. You yeah. know, like <laughs> you know, they may want to get there, but that's not why you started.
0: No. I guess you know that's are you asking me that question? Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a good one. And if it makes you feel any better, I have no fucking idea.
0: So ask me again, what is art for?
1: Yeah, what is art for? And I, it, it, it's clearly a personal question yeah. because you can't answer for everybody.
0: No, oh, no, I would never try to. I'm, it's a very personal question. I think it's just, a, it's just for, for yourself in, a, in the end of the day. I
1: because mean, it's, it's fun?
0: Uh, no, it's definitely not always fun. <laughs> but it is a kind of a... I, I, it's, for some people it's a choice... Mm -hmm. For other people it's a lifestyle, for other people like, uh, and it's a pain in the ass sometimes, and I love it sometimes, and whatever, like life. But it's a a relationship you have to something where things don't have to be pinpointed to such a degree where you have to stand and say, this is the the totalitarian idea I have, and that's what it is. No, it's not what it is. It's what it could be. And I think, in a way, art has the power of communicating beyond all those like explain, explanations. Mm. So it's very personal, definitely. It's an inner dialogue, somehow, at least for me.
1: That's a really good answer. I am satisfied. Okay, good. <laughs> because, well, I mean, you're right, because it is an inner dialogue, but also that it, it can help be something which exists beyond points. Yeah, Saying this is a goal, this is achieving the goal, yeah. this is the aftermath, you know yeah. that it is more fluid than that, yeah. or it can be,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, I mean it, yeah it's it's not clear it's not clear at all
1: it's a pirate ship drowned in glue, and, <laughs> yeah, and it could it be, and... yeah, sure well, thank you so much okay cool. it was uh, I, I think the show looks fucking killer, I I'm hope really yeah. happy, and I can't wait to see it actually ready to go, yeah,
0: you know, yeah, what? when the light is up, yeah. On whatever, Thursday.
1: Thursday. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thank you. Cool.
1: Yes. Wasn't that tremendous? So, thank you for listening to this episode of The Undergang Armchair. Intro and outro music still kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by Arcee. You can find links to their music and all other things Undergang related on our fantastic website, undergang.net. This show is produced in part with the kind support of the Danish Arts Council. And as always, if you do like the show, please tell a friend, write a review about us on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts, and peace be with you. Talk to you guys next episode.